Welcome back to another episode of Two Open Minds. My name is Jake. Welcome back. My name is Elmira. How's it going, Elmira? It's going good. How are you? I'm doing good. Sorry about the technical difficulties just a, a second ago. Listen, you know, we're so used to it that, like, if there isn't technical difficulties, we're not who we are. You know, that's, we have to have true. that. Yeah, but we definitely need to progress. You, uh, So, Elmira asked me to put my phone on do not disturb and i accidentally went to airplane mode which disconnected my wi-fi oh my god <laughs> so, <laughs> i was like wait where did you go uh, you like completely disappeared yeah. <laughs> yeah that was my fault that's fine okay well i was like that's yeah. a slow process i'm putting your phone do not disturb it takes one button but you know <laughs> the quarantine's yeah, getting to you it's okay yeah. yeah but it's okay we are good to go how are you doing I'm doing really good, actually. I've been uh, been staying busy, been staying healthy, been challenging myself, been yeah, just been uh, trying to be the best human I can be. How about you? That is a big statement to live up to from me. So be the best human that you can be. I love it. Quote <laughs> David Goggins too in there, and be good to go. No, I think a quote from David Goggins would be something along the lines of "Don't That's be a what bitch." I was <laughs> be the best motherfucker that you can be right out there (laughs) yeah yeah it wouldn't it wouldn't be that nuanced it would just be yeah that's very true that's very true how is the heat (laughs) getting to you uh it's not too bad actually i uh i feel like the past couple days i've been like kind of forcing myself to become heat acclimated and so i'll i'll spend like a lot of time just sitting in the heat and exercising in the heat and stuff like that so I'm currently sitting in my van in like 80 degree weather with just the windows open which doesn't do much but uh but yeah it's it's not too bad that's good yeah I mean yeah plus I've been hydrating my ass off listen let's not talk about water to someone while she is fasting okay hey that's your choice damn (laughs) instead of appreciating it (laughs) i I never understood that about ramadan though why why dehydrate yourself but you're really not though you'd be surprised you can go you can go a while without water it's you can go three days and then you die you know 16 17 hours is not that bad so it it's really like you're not like oh first of all like you really don't feel the dehydration like effect on you if you take care of it beforehand like I'll like make sure to drink like I don't know how many like bottles of water oh by the way I bought this is like half a gallon but you'd be proud of me it's it's a half a gallon and so it's pretty good but I would drink like um like pretty much that like uh, like but in the morning when I wake up for okay so anyone who doesn't know what ramadan consists of just in case i feel like everybody does but still um it's like the holy month um in islam where every year for one month we fast for um for an entire month every day from sunrise to sunset we won't have any food or any water and then we'll break our fast at sunset and then we'll wake up at like so i wake up at 4 30 in the morning and I'll eat and drink and pray and then go to sleep again um, or like do whatever. But like if you you want to make sure like um, especially when you break your fast and then right when you wake up in the morning to drink plenty of water um, 
and you're fine. Like, you'd be surprised. Like, obviously, you're not going to be doing excruciating activities um, throughout the day. But, like, I remember, like, remember when I was serving, like, it, like, and it was on during the summertime and it was hot, but I'd be, like, you know, walking so much. You really don't get that effect that you think you do. I remember I would, I fasted, like, it's not even intermittent fasting, but I fasted off Ramadan to, like, let's say make up a day that I missed during Ramadan. And it was so much more painful to do than when I was actually fasting during Ramadan. And a lot of it comes from, it's like a mental thing. It really is a mental thing that you just develop throughout time. Like I've been doing it since I was seven. So it's like a piece of cake for me. And, you know, obviously knock on wood, I'm healthy. So I'm not really affected in any way. Um, Because if you are not healthy or if you're sick or even when I get my, as any female who gets their period, they're not allowed to fast. So like anything that can cause your body harm when doing it, you're not supposed to do it. Um. But it like you'd be surprised. You don't you don't feel the effect of it at all. Like you're totally fine. And you don't feel the dehydration yeah. either. Yeah. The dehydration thing I, I don't necessarily understand, but the the rest of it I to, I totally well, get. Like the food especially. But that's the thing. So like when you're fasting, you're it's it's really to like deprive you of everything that your body essentially needs for survival, right? And it's to it's not only like a time where like so in Islam it's like the month where like the the Quran is like shown to the people to like really learn about Islam. It's more so like it it's also a, really a time to like obviously l- learn and like remind yourself how to be so appreciative of what you have and what it's like to not have it. So it's like put yourself in people in third world countries who probably drink water like once a day and maybe that, you know, or drink really like like toxic water, but they have no choice. So they have to drink it. So it's like for us, it's like really to like deprive us from or quote unquote deprive us from water and food to really get yourself in that mentality um, to see if you're able to do it and how you would be able to do it if you didn't have it, but also give yourself the time to be so appreciative and grateful for what you do have when you do have it you know and this yeah. kind of ties into your question of the day <laughs> <laughs> well uh yeah okay so uh my question uh is how do you maintain your discipline um there's probably a million different ways you can answer that but that's definitely a good way is to like kind of practice some some ancient stoicism um like uh, letter 18, letters to Lucilius, I feel like I've talked about 10 times on this podcast already, but it's basically like like uh, voluntarily putting yourself in a, in a miserable position to appreciate what you actually have. Um, and so like in that letter, he, uh, Seneca talks about basically like wearing kind of super basic clothes, like the courses of dress is the phrase he uses and basically like you can sleep on the floor you can just eat rice and beans for a certain period of time and it just shows you how little you actually need so it kind of kind of reverses the the consumerism mindset that we all have in the in the the 21st century no absolutely like um you really would be surprised like how little you actually need to be happy and to be content and to be full and satisfied 
but obviously in today's like day and age you we never have enough you know yeah yeah but do you want to answer the question first no after you okay well (laughs) how do i just how do i discipline myself how do you maintain the level of discipline that you currently have Aside from Ramadan really being a a yearly reminder for me um, in regards to like kind of maintaining my faith, my practices, my patience, aside from that, because I feel like that's like just because it's it's just it kind of like comes with it when you're fasting. That's like really something that I hope everybody who fasts during this month gets out of it. Um, But for me to maintain the discipline that I have, it hmm, now that I think about it, um, never not never, but like like not getting out of my routine in my daily life, like and mm. what I do like throughout the day. Um, having a set and consistent schedule is something that I've always been used to since I was a kid because of school. So like you always had that. So like you had to work around it when whatever you wanted to add throughout your day, right? Was um aside from school. So have, being so used to having a set schedule, I was always able to be very self disciplined in getting things done. Um, whether it was for work or for pleasure or for school, whatever it is, or for family. So I think that's really how I'm able to self discipline myself and kind of maintain that. Is whether it's like a weekend or a weekday, I always have a schedule. And I always follow Mm. through that schedule. Like I will not like knock on well, like there has not only there's really ever been a time where I've not been able to, like complete something that I had planned for that day. And even if it was like at 11pm at night, and I still had to do it, I'll still do it, you know. Um, So it's kind of like for me is being on top of a schedule is really what allows me to, to maintain my discipline because I because I have like a, a, a physical and a mental reminder that I have to do something and if I don't do it then I'm not I'm not complete th- for my day. That's really yeah. kind of like how I do it. But, how about you? Yeah, well, uh, I'll I'll okay. comment on yeah. on your answer. Yeah, that's that's really good. So it's like uh, you're basically keeping your momentum you're not you never become stagnant and become like shift off course exactly because if it's like getting lost like if you just stay on the same road you'll get to your destination in the expected amount of time but if you get lost that can take many many hours or even days depending on how far off the off the path you get to get back on exactly so yeah that's very good um well, as someone who not necessarily struggles with discipline, but doesn't have a, a set schedule that I stick to every day, um, I definitely find myself getting stagnant from time to time. But uh, I, I definitely agree with kind of making a list throughout the day. I, I, do you make like a checklist of things that you have to accomplish throughout the day throughout um yeah i do during my like what like for example obviously during this quarantine when i have to work from home it's really important for me to do that because i'm not physically at work so like i'll like write a mm-hmm. list of like okay 
um, from this time to this time, I have to do these things. And then I have to put in my workout. And then I have to like, go to the store or whatever. And like, every time I do it, I check it off. And yeah, like, if I don't see that check mark, like, it's like, it like bothers me. So yeah, no, absolutely. Yep. Having that physical like checklist is really like, important for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. I, I was listening to some productivity guru talk about that. And he, he definitely agrees with having a checklist, but not only having a checklist, but have a checklist with detailed, like, exactly what you have to do to accomplish what you want to accomplish throughout the day. So it's not just like, call mom, it's like, call mom about x, y, and z, and like, actually, actually define what you have to do okay. throughout the day. That, that's something that I learned, because I, I have had a check a checklist for the past few years and uh basically when i first started i would just have like like morning routine and then like workout and then whatever else i have planned for the day i wouldn't have like exactly what type of workout i wouldn't have all the details of what i want my morning routine to look like so now it's all broken up into even smaller sections to where I know exactly what I have to do from the point where I wake up to the point where I go to sleep. And so that's like, there's no question of, or, or there's no decision fatigue on what I have to accomplish throughout the day. So, so yeah, definitely checklist. Um, as far as recently, I, I've been kind of developing a more of a discipline to, uh, just do what I should. <laughs> and so it's, uh, that's been more because I'm doing like my own Ramadan mm -hmm. technically now that I think about it. It's uh, it's basically a, a week of perfection, but I think I've been feeling so good and enjoying my life so much more without the, the kind of distractions of caffeine and junk food and social media and stuff like that. So what I'm doing is what I told you beforehand uh, before we started the podcast is, I'm doing a week of perfection, which entails like no booze, no uh, THC to go to sleep, no junk food, no so like no sugar unless it comes from like a good fruit or something like that. Uh, no social media until I get everything done that I need to get done, uh, and just a just a bunch of stuff like that to uh, kind of force myself to uh, to to get every ounce of productivity out of the day that I can. Um, and so that's, that's what I've been doing, but yeah. And so like little, little resets, little challenges like that just kind of make you realize yeah. how good it feels to just be a, a dialed human. No, being. it's, it's <laughs> like, really, that's like such a good point. Like it kind of like what you said, like, this is kind of like your Ramadan. These are things that like you enjoy having in your life and you're, you, it's not, I, I, I wouldn't really say it's like a distraction, but it's just kind of like, it's just there. It's like, it's like a part of your life that like when you're not having it, you really are able to focus on more specific aspects of not only your life, but of yourself, of how you're actually feeling. Um, it's kind of like, that's the same thing with me is with, um, with what I, one thing I absolutely love about fasting. I, I always look forward to this when this, this month comes is like right now, like I'm fasting, I'm not hungry. I'm nothing right now, but in so many other ways, I'm really able to 
focus on how I'm feeling, how I'm able to maintain this like feeling of like not being hungry and like why is it that I can do it now but when I'm actually able to eat and I don't eat for two hours I'm starving and I'm thirsty you know and you kind of like learn Mm -hmm. about how you think about things and how um, like one thing I've really been able to challenge myself is not getting hangry and like the other yesterday I was driving to go pick up um, some weights from my our friend Alex and um, I was waiting for him and I got there a little earlier and it was really hot and um, being fasting obviously it's a little more uncomfortable but I was driving and like there was really bad drivers and it was frustrating me so much and I was like it's okay like it's fine like you know you don't know how their day is going they don't know how your day is going and like the minute I like want to get triggered to like just say something to myself or make a stupid comment about that person or whatever, it like kind of brings me back like, okay, no, like, don't do that control yourself. And it's nice, because after fasting, I'm able to again, kind of uh, transition that this type of mentality through my non fasting days. And so I'm sure that's kind of like what you're doing, too, is when you don't have caffeine. I know you've done this before with caffeine, but like when you don't have those like things that you always are used to having, you're really able to kind of like dial down and be more in tune with yourself, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like there's just so clarity. clarity. Exactly. And, that's and, the word. Yeah. In, in life where like you're not like whether or not you consider social media and food a distraction it definitely is like if you took every minute you spent preparing your food thinking about what you're gonna eat it would probably oh, yeah. add up to quite a bit <laughs> if you think about it so like the fact because i'm doing intermittent fasting too and so like it's it just the fact that i'm not like ooh, what delicious thing am i gonna eat today That's not on my mind. And so it's just like, what am I going to like? I have food set out already that is just fuel for me. And so it's just it's so nice to just walk into the kitchen and be out in like 10 minutes, get like eat the food within another 10 minutes. And that's it. Like, it's just it's so nice to I I feel like I have an extra day within each each individual day. I just have so much more time to get things done and uh and that just comes from like not getting distracted because especially the geniuses behind social media like instagram they're they make millions of dollars to distract you and so like not i i found myself uh when the quarantine first started i would wake up and the first thing i would do is get on my phone and look at social media and so not doing that now and just dialing in my morning routine first thing in the morning it just it sets me up for such a yeah. productive day. It's pretty insane. So it's like, I've been enjoying it so much that this, this will, this momentum I'll probably carry into many, many months and hopefully yeah. just keep it going forever. Um, of course, it's good to let go from time to time. It, uh, I, I can't tell you exactly what the benefits are, but I'm sure it would just, it, it just makes you feel more free because like, uh, like Jocko Willink says, discipline equals freedom. So if you can, if you can set the discipline for the majority of your life, you can actually enjoy 
like a night out of drinking with friends without that nagging voice in your head saying like hey you shouldn't be doing this like you drank yesterday or something like that you know you can actually just enjoy the moment and understand that you're not going to lose any any quality of life because of it so so yeah I think I think little challenges like that and like you said definitely keep the momentum rolling uh those are some amazing ways to uh to keep your discipline and uh something else I like to do is uh I like to, I've mentioned this before, is is like read a, up on stories or watch like YouTube stories or documentaries on people who are much less fortunate than we are. And so it's just like, and reading up on, on amazing people who do amazing things. It just kind of shows you like, hey, like it's possible to be a, a disciplined human being and I have so much going for me. Why wouldn't exactly. I take advantage of that and just like be the best person I can be? Um, and I, I could give you a very small list of people who aren't disciplined, who are still successful. Um, but the, the list of people who are a hundred percent disciplined and who are successful is, is much, much greater. So I feel like there's, well, I feel something like there's a thing with like being disciplined is people who are disciplined and have this like ongoing momentum or like have this set schedule or have this mentality to kind of challenge themselves in many different ways. Um, kind of like what you said in the beginning of the podcast is are, are people who are not stagnant with where they're at people who are not like, just like kind of just content with the life they have and are like, okay, with being the person they have and okay with the already fine mentality that they have in life or the physique that they have or like, the form of communication that they have with people like they're okay with it but I feel like always finding ways to like improve on how you communicate with people how you go throughout your daily life um how you are with what you eat or like doesn't I'm not saying like oh like focus on like eating good or eating bad but like what is it like even like I noticed like like especially during this quarantine is that like I like when I wasn't fasting I had this like thing where like every day at a certain time I always ate the same thing or the same snack and I was like what like no like this is like at Mm -hmm. some point this is boring and also like I might be gaining weight from this or it might not be if it's not beneficial why am I continuing this so it's like being aware of that and like kind of changing it and like always being subject to change within yourself I feel like that's really important to for self-growth and um, it takes a strong-minded person to kind of accept that and be willing to work at it every day to make it kind of like a part of your life, you know? Well, it is, and it doesn't have to be something big, too. I feel yeah. like something so small is, like, just as impactful in your life. Oh, for sure. Yeah, ju- just, like, just for anyone who struggles with that, like, just start with no social yeah. media until, like, 5 p.m. And that'll probably improve your discipline yeah. right then and there like there's there you get such a, a like miniature dopamine hit from from scrolling through the social media that it, it would be a, a good test to just start with that and see what that but you have to you. want it, though but um yeah 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 definitely yeah you have to be somewhat introspective enough to exactly. realize that yeah. change needs to yeah. happen but yeah that that was definitely a good point where uh like it's it's good to have a strict regimen and have your discipline dialed in but also be aware enough that 
if you have anything within your daily routine that isn't necessarily benefiting you to change that. So there's like a balance of, of being spontaneous and changing something for the better and sticking to a a strict schedule at the same time. That's a, that's, that's kind of life in general. Yeah. And I mean, the balance, you're you're (laughs) always going to strive towards that. And I feel like that right there says a lot. So yeah. Very good. Very good. Um, okay, so I guess we can kind of jump into the yes. uh, the meat of the episode, which loneliness. is uh, on loneliness. Um, surely, many many people are experiencing loneliness during the COVID nineteen uh, quarantine. But um, yeah, uh, I guess the first question could be: Have you ever felt true loneliness? Define true loneliness. I feel like that's subjective. Uh, okay, so okay. Um, so if we're gonna define loneliness, um, I'll have you start, and then I'll I'll build off of that. I asked you the question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So I I feel like loneliness can mean a host of different things. It could be um, just pure like social isolation, to where you're not talking to anybody. Um, you're just on your own, locked in your room or your house or apartment, whatever. Um, that's definitely a, a big part of it. But I feel like the majority of people who suffer from loneliness in a, this crazy statistic I found while, while doing some research for this episode was that 60. That's insane. That's, uh, that's well, uh, 10% more than half. Wait, of wait, can you say that again? Because I think it cut out when you said that. Oh, at which part? The 60, say the 60% again. So 60% of Americans feel lonely in America. Okay. Um, that was a study done by uh, Cigna, which is a, an insurance company. Okay. And so, it, well, so there's there's that statistic and then there's the the growing loneliness kind of epidemic that we're experiencing nowadays and so within that study that they they've they had 10,000 uh 10,000 different subjects that they they studied and uh they found a 13 percent increase in in the subjects that reported feeling lonely oh wow and so that's that's absolutely insane um it it could so so like i was saying it could be because i mean you can be within a social structure so you could be working around people you can have friends but still feel lonely and i think the main main issue with that is the fact that people are not feeling a sense of connection um they're not they're not feeling loved they're not feeling uh, especially in the workplace, they're not feeling a, a sense of like ownership. They they don't feel like they're in charge of anything. Uh, yeah, uh, you're you're gonna say something. so. Okay, so let's say so. Put your not. We'll go to the question of um, have you ever been truly lonely? But put yourself in like a mentality of someone who really feels lonely. Overall, how would you describe that feeling? Not you specifically uh, ever having a time that you felt lonely, but like if you were to just like kind of like 
being an actor, quote unquote, just put yourself in a position of someone who feels lonely. How would you feel? Um, as in like an actual emotion? Kind of, yeah. Like like depressed or anxious? Let's not bring depressed into here though. I feel like that like has its own separate entity. Okay, so like Okay, you 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 answer your okay. own question and then I'll I'll figure <laughs> okay. it out. So I feel like for me, if I were to ever put myself in a position of someone who feels lonely, I would put I would describe it as empty. Mm-hmm. Like a sense of emptiness. A sense of yeah, emptiness is like how I would describe it. How about you? How would you describe it? Right. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I said, like lacking connection, lacking, lacking love. Got yeah, it. that's all That's all based on having kind of a void that needs to be filled by other people. Exactly. Yeah, that needs yeah. to be filled or like wants to be filled? Both, okay. because it's very necessary to feel connected with people to be a healthy human being. So I would definitely consider that a need. Yeah. So, so uh, back to the original question, have you ever felt truly lonely I don't think uh, have I no I'll say no I don't I have never felt truly lonely because I've never had like a need to connect with people because I've been fortunate enough to always have a good social structure, social support around me that it was never to that mm-hmm. point. Um, uh, that's- so, so, okay. That, that's good because <clears throat> I have uh, a follow-up question just in case that was your answer. Cause I had a feeling that was going to be your answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, uh, the question that I have, if you have not, which you have not, uh, have you developed any routines to maintain a feeling of love and connection? A routine? Yeah. So, like, is there, is there, like, do you actively try to reach out to your friends or do you let them know that you actively want them to reach out to you? Do you have scheduled, like, dinner time with family, etc.? No. I don't have a routine, honestly. For me, it's like, at least with this, the people that I have in my life, it's like our form of communication is like, it just goes without saying. Like, we'll call, we'll contact each other whenever we contact each other. And like, um, like for example, like my, um, Elise, like shows on the podcast, like my, she's my best friend, like we will just call each other at random times or we'll send snaps or videos to each other. So it's not even like um contacting via phone but like even through text message or like through like sending videos to one another to like just maintain that like humor that communication that like affection that like um recognition to one another it's like it's just kind of like just goes without saying and like even with my family um there's not much of a routine that's like there um no I don't know it's for I don't know yeah so in my opinion in my opinion that is a routine it's a routine of yeah (laughs) it's a it's a routine of constantly staying connected so there's no like maybe you're thinking of routine as like we have to call at this time right but it's in in the way i'm thinking about it is the fact that like with with my friend uh circle we we aren't 
constantly connected. We have a group chat that we, we kind of conversate on throughout the day. But uh, as far as like actual physical interaction, especially during this uh, Corona outbreak, we, uh, we basically just wait until everybody's ready to meet up and hang out. And so, so that's, it's like, we all have our, our different kind of shapes of a routine to which we stay connected with each other. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like, we need to hang out once a week yeah. or once a month or whatever. It's just like the routine is, this is kind of, this is kind of the, uh, the, the, how do I say it? The, uh, I, it, there, there's just kind of like, it's a, it's, I don't know how to explain it. Honestly, it's, it's a routine that's not written in stone. It's just, well, it's uh, like something you guys everyone... are like used to and you've had, it's like, it was like, it would spin like, this is like, it's kind of like not tradition, but like it, like, it's just like, everyone knows about That's just it. how it is. So, yeah. So it's like an unspoken rule of we, we all stay in touch through the group chat. And then whenever everybody's ready to yeah. hang out, we'll hang out. And that's it. Like, that's yeah. the routine. Your routine is like, like, you're going to call someone at random. They're going to call you at random to stay in touch. And then you'll hang yeah. out whenever. That's your that's, guys' okay. routine. Some people yeah. have, yeah, some people have like a weekly game night, something like that, where it's, it's not necessarily like written in stone, like I said, but it's just. No, so that's yeah. actually, you just brought the weekly game night. So that's a good point. So like with my. Uh, two co-workers Joanna and Laura like during this quarantine we have this like routine where every Wednesday we'll have lunch together via like a video chat um, at 12 o'clock so like that's like a routine yeah, yeah. to like main stay connected to update each other um, just because we work together doesn't mean we're not friends right so like to just update each other on everything and have like a like lunch together so yeah yeah you're absolutely right that uh, yeah that's definitely a routine um and it is like it, I feel like kind of like goes back to like the overall like umbrella of this is uh, staying connected with people and um, and not losing that sight, not losing that disconnection, because I feel like we all crave some sort of like not communication, but like um, recognition, attention and and um, exchange of conversation with things that we both like and like just like updating each other on some things. And I feel like it. It, in order to not kind of feel lonely it you can you need that right yeah of course so so a little mental exercise i put myself through when preparing for this uh conversation was what if your current circle of family and friends just disappeared what would you do to find and 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 reach a certain level of love and connection with people because if everybody disappeared you'd be awfully lonely um, and so you'd have to basically start from scratch. What, what would you do? And like in, in a detailed manner, like I, I can answer first. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Okay. So, so what I realized is that when I was thinking about this is that I met basically 90% of my closest friends through my hobbies. Um, and so it's like BMX, uh, like from, the beginning of high school has brought so many amazing people into my life. Like it sounds very trivial, just like meeting people at a skate park, but it, it's like, it, I guess 
that environment of like kind of an extreme sports, just kind of idiots throwing themselves around on, on skateboard ramps is there. It brings almost a specific type of person into that one area. And so that allowed me to connect very easily with all of my closest friends, even though uh, like 80% of them no longer do that anyways, but we're still very good friends because we all have kind of a, a, a similar similar mentality and we've been through so much together um so yeah i I would say my strategy if everybody disappeared that's currently in my family and and friend social circle i would uh continue doing what i do i would i of course (laughs) not during the uh the covid outbreak but once all this blows over i'd continue going back to doing what i do and i meet I meet new people all the time when I'm, I'm out doing what I do. And so that's, that's definitely like, I recently found a new, very close friend who uh, I've been, been feeling a lot of love for and love by. And so I feel like just doing what you love and finding other people that do the same thing is a great way to, to connect and, and fill the void if you are feeling lonely. That's a good point. Yeah, that's like when you were saying that, like I was thinking about like the people that I've like met and almost over 90% of my closest friends I met during school. And it was more mm-hmm. like uh, an instant like with the I don't know if it's just like me being aggressive and forcing my friendship on them. But well, actually, it's funny. <laughs> so one of my friends who I met the first day at community college in a chemistry class I remember she um her name is Maraid and she uh was she's one of those like just like one of those like I don't give a fuck about anybody like I'm doing I'm just here to go to school but she's really smart too like I just I don't want to talk to you guys and like I don't I just want to focus on my school and that's it and then I just sensed that so the minute I saw her walking down the hall I when we were able to go into class I just chose myself. I just sat myself next to her. I had no friends. I sat myself next to her and she looked like confused too. Like, cause I'm like this like fruity bubbly <laughs> person and she's the complete opposite. And, um, the, prof- after like a few minutes, the professor was like going over like, Oh, you have to find a lab partner. I was like, can you be my lab partner? She's like, okay. And then I was like, can I have your phone number? <laughs> she, was, she was so confused. I kind of pushed <laughs> it on there, but like, that's just an example of like after that like her and I are still very good friends to this day and for me it's like there was always like this instant connection with everyone that I've met and it was always through school but it just kind of like we just like were able to like connect on something and then we became close friends from there and I feel like for me if I were to like maintain my like or build new connections it would be to like continue meeting people in school um, because it's it's the place I love to be like I I really do enjoy it and I feel like it's 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 always nice to just connect with people who really share the same passion with you even if it's not in the same field but just kind of like that that just desire to want to do something good in this world and kind of yeah so yeah that's that's a that's a good point actually uh so so say in the case of someone who is is feeling uh, who's feeling lonely um, and they don't go to school, they don't have any any hobbies necessarily, um, that's a really good point on just kind of forcing uh, 
which is probably the wrong word for it, but uh, just forcing a friendship on someone. Um, Cause I mean, there's very few people who I can think of who would be like, I have enough friends. I don't need to like talk to anybody else. Um, so like in, in, in what was her name? Uh, yeah. Maraid. Uh, so in Maraid's case, she was convinced that she yeah. didn't need any friends, but little did she know that passing up that opportunity would have been a complete mistake, right? Because something yeah. beautiful came out of it. And so I feel like that would happen more often than not. And, and even I feel like that's a rare case, even like for anybody that I've tried to talk to, they were actually excited that I was talking to them as a stranger, like with, with anyone that I talked to at like a, a grocery store or just out on the streets or whatever. It's like, it's, it's so foreign yeah. nowadays for someone uh, like a, especially outside of like yeah. a bar scenario where that's kind of, that's kind of like the, the nature of that, that environment. Um, but like, especially outside of that, um, it, it's, it's, it's a nice surprise to be approached by a stranger who's genuinely interested in who you are as a yeah. person and wants to get. So to know that's, that's a good point. It's because like a lot of people don't want to vocalize or display their loneliness or display that they just want to be a friend because obviously the fear of being judged um, being looked down upon or being looked as weak or even people will bring in depressed into there and that's like a whole nother thing but it's like no like there's nothing wrong with putting yourself out there and like being like seeing someone that like like I remember when I had Instagram and like there was like this one girl who I was following and I really liked the things that she posted. There was very value about the, the, the videos she would post or the quotes she would post. And I messaged her like I was like, I really like what you're posting. I would like to continue like talking to you and getting like just building a friendship, even if it's through social media. There's like there's still that sense of connection there, even if I might never see this person. Right. Um but being okay and knowing that like it's okay to like put yourself out there and just talk to people and and take like it's hard to some extent especially when people have that fear of being judged because that comes within our own insecurities that we don't want to kind of unravel to other people especially if we don't know them um but kind of getting outside of your comfort zone and like seeking something that you don't have within yourself or in your life that you kind of want to have, you know, put your hand out there and, and, and know that like there are people that actually do want to be friends with you. And like in Jake's case, like we'll actually be happy, like kind of meeting you or like my case will initially was not happy, but like at the end of the day, she was like, you know, and I passed all my classes so, <laughs> with her help. But uh <laughs> Like, you really, like, honestly, I, like, I didn't expect my friendship to grow out of hers because we're so different people. But, like, at the, like being completely opposite people, like, we built such a beautiful relationship. And I was actually just talking to her yesterday. Like, it really, you don't know what could come out of it. Um, but I was mm -hmm. going to kind of, if you weren't going to say anything else, I was just going to, like, kind of ask another question. But Okay. Uh, before we go okay. there, keep that, keep that question in mind. But you, you mentioned depression and uh, it, did you want to kind of talk about that for a second and then you can ask your question or will that 
be a result of no it won't it's it's actually kind of different but um yeah i don't mind talking about like we can talk about it for sure yeah because here's the thing like it's it's all fine and dandy to say like just put yourself out there but for say in the case of someone feeling depressed uh, a natural and we we did an episode on anxiety and depression or we did a whole series on it (laughs) and so it's uh, a natural uh kind of symptom of depression or anxiety is self-isolation like you'll 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 you don't want to talk to anybody you don't want to put your depression on anybody or your anxiety or you're anxious about uh, like feeling rejected or something like that like those are really hard feelings to deal with uh very hard feelings to deal with for especially yeah. young people nowadays um so uh do you have a strategy or any advice for someone who is feeling depressed that wants to reach out to people, but they're afraid of rejection? Because I'm sure you've felt those feelings before. If not, I can tell you the feeling of, or or the fear of being rejected is absolutely terrifying, especially putting yourself out there and being vulnerable when you're already feeling down about your life in the first place. So... One thing I can say is, so this might kind of, it's kind of, kind of go with what you said, but I'll, I'll continue and we'll see where it goes. Um, kind of like the feel of being rejected and like uh, being afraid to put yourself out there. I can definitely say from someone who has been rejected by many, 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 many medical schools, um, especially last year when I had a few of my friends who applied the same time as I did and they got accepted. And I got rejected by all those, like 35 schools. I was feeling, I'm not going to use the word depressed by its definition, but I was feeling like really down on myself. And I did get to a point of not like loneliness, but just kind of like just wanting to like just not talk to anybody because I was very insecure and disappointed of what, what the outcome was from my application process. And I didn't want to reach out or talk to any of my friends who were all accepted. And um, I wasn't, it was not that I was envious of them. It was more, I was just looking down on myself and I just chose to kind of isolate myself from those people. And the way I approached getting out of that kind of mentality and kind of reaching out to people and talking to people was using, this was when I did have Instagram um, and you don't need Instagram to use this, but just social media, um, as a platform to first look up people's life stories who were in my position and who are now successful, really kind of watching YouTube videos, reading blog posts, um, looking at Instagram, like quotes that people would post who were in that position as I was to kind of see how they dealt with it. Then I would reach out to those people, whether it was through social media or if I knew someone or or, or people or two who were in my situation, I would reach out to them and be like, how did you guys get through it? So I can kind of learn um, to do that. So that's where kind of the like the 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 transition came where it was like, okay, I'm not gonna I'm feeling down on myself, but I'm not I don't have the confidence to just reach out to people. So I'm going to kind of learn and see how people have done this. And then I'll try to do it myself. And I'll kind of build up that strength to reach out and connect with people. And that's what I did. And um, it, like, it has helped me so much. And it has given me the confidence to own 
my position in life right now, where I am, you know, whether even if I'm not in school yet, kind of owning my, my, my journey and embracing it and being appreciative of it kind of has allowed me to kind of get out of that sense of like isolation and just sadness in a sense. Yeah. Um, okay. So that, that's, that's great. Um, so I feel like the being rejected by a school it is definitely like you can get that feeling, but being the fear of being rejected by another human being like face to face or, or otherwise, um, I feel like that's different. That's a different. Okay. Fear, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Of course. Um, cause, cause, cause you can still reach out to your, your family and friends that you still have when being rejected by a school. And so, um, like granted, I, I don't know, of course, every detail of, of your, what that situation was like for you, but, uh, but for someone who is, who just needs a friend, w- would you recommend, uh, kind of the same strategy that you took with, with the, the medical school, which is maybe reach out to someone on social media and maybe even have a virtual group of friends that you can connect with, even if you're not in person, but that's a great start, right? Because you don't have that in-person fear of being rejected, but you can kind of hide behind your screen for a little while and, and connect with someone via Instagram, Snapchat, whatever social media platform you want to use. And, uh, and then if you really connect with someone and they happen to be like in a reasonable, like close distance to you, then you can meet up and boom, there you go. There's, there's a new relationship potentially. Um, so that's, that's what I would, I would probably recommend for someone who doesn't have any, any hobbies or any, or just has a terrible fear of, of rejection by somebody. That, no, I agree you, with you with you that because it, it's it's like a baby step, right? It depending it all it's all subjective, right? It depends on what state of mind that person is, what is causing them to feel lonely, why do they want to reach out to someone and why is it difficult for them to reach out to somebody? Um, and if it is, then if it is difficult, then yeah, like use that social media to kind of stay behind your your computer or your phone to talk to somebody but at least you're getting that social interaction at least you're getting that feedback at least you're getting that exchange and conversation and maybe advice that you may have needed you know start there and then go and start like going and reaching out to people physically and meeting them and and having that physical interaction um it just depends on like what it is you need to fill what's empty within you um, and what's the healthiest way and the the best way to do it that'll benefit you in the long run right um i feel like kind of um talking about loneliness and this kind of actually goes um to what we were talking about as our question of the day is a lot of people when they're feeling lonely or i just really just not want not really having the courage or strength to reach out to people they'll reach out to drugs they'll reach to alcohol they'll reach to unhealthy habits um and that's not good right or there can be people like who like me will reach or you like we'll reach out to bmx writing or we'll reach out to to lifting to kind of 
build communities in those areas. Um, but it's kind of like, what's the best way to get yourself out of that funk and out of that feeling? Um, because even though, let's say, I never had a definition or had like a specific time in my life where I truly felt lonely, I have had those times where I was just so down on myself that I literally would not answer like my closest friends phone calls. I just did not want to talk to anybody because I wasn't feeling good about myself. Um, But when I was able to get Mm. out of that funk, I was able to reconnect with those people and let them know like, Hey, you know what? This is just kind of like the state of mind I was in for the past week. Um, I hope you understand and, you know, move on from there. Um, But yeah you yeah. didn't i don't think you answered that question though have you felt truly lonely have i felt lonely yeah uh yeah so i i was i was thinking about that and uh i think a time where i truly felt lonely is there was a point where i had recently broken up with a girlfriend and rather than like taking the proper steps to get over it, I basically just isolated myself. And, and then within that isolation, I, I, I felt very alone, uh, kind of, yeah, uh, isolated myself from my friends to, to a point. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I felt, felt very alone. I, uh, it was, so I was living with this girlfriend at the time. And so when I moved out, uh, I, I was just, it was just a really weird position that I was put into and the, the relationship was not good. She, she broke my heart. Absolutely. And so I was feeling very insecure. And so that insecurity and that sadness of the breakup led to me isolating myself and not wanting to reach out to anybody. Cause I felt like uh, I almost was undeserving of anybody's love at that point. Um, and so that was a necessary uh, a necessary thing for me because I that's kind of what made me realize that I needed to get my shit together and I needed to uh, I needed to really work on myself emotionally physically just all around just become a better person uh, and so that was a good thing but at the same time I became that's kind of the uh, that was the spark that ignited my my passion for becoming the best person that I could be and so I kind of isolated myself and was doing like so much like research basically on what I had to do that I continued to isolate, isolate myself even more. And my friends almost became like strangers at, at one point. And so, uh, so after a while, of course, I was able to, to reach out to my friends because we're just such a close knit group of friends that were able to take time away from each other and then yeah. come back and it was like nothing happened. So, I was, I was very blessed to, to have people like that in my life. Um, but yeah, I, I've definitely felt alone, but I, I've been, I've been just graced with some amazing people in my life. So, so I, w- I was in a, a good position to be lonely and then come out of it very easily. Um, but I do find myself uh, kind of on a, on a, on a yearly basis, uh, pushing people away to a certain extent and then coming back to them because I'll, I'll I'll get so engulfed in everything that I'm trying to do that I'll I'll just kind of push those relationships off to the side for for a little while, and then I'll be like, oh shit, like I can't let these go. They mean so much to me, so I'll bring it back. 
Um, so that's something that I have really realized that I shouldn't do anymore because, uh, of course that's going to happen in life, no matter what, that's just part of being an adult, but, um, it's good to maintain those relationships no matter what chapter you're in. in So Um, how do you think you would have gone through that sense of loneliness post breakup if you didn't have the people you had in your life? Oh, it'd be even worse. I feel like uh, that probably would have sent me down a a very dark path. Uh, So that's, that just goes to show how important friendships are. Um, but, uh, luckily I was, I was kind of in that point of introspection where I wasn't so focused on just being alone. I had, I had a new mission and that was to become a better person so I can be the best person that I could be for for the the next girlfriend. So, okay. That's, that's really good. Actually, that's because that was like, uh, uh, not only did you like, were able to get out of that kind of sense of loneliness after that but like you were able to really gain something from it and better yourself in the process and I think that's like the best thing you could do to get out of when something bad happens in your life is to really get something positive out of it Um, yeah for sure that's something that uh Jocko Willink said actually He he was talking about like say someone in the SEAL teams who was going through a divorce or something like that it's like okay, yeah, spend the night, like, drink a little bit and vent to your friends, but then just get back to work. Like, that's, that's all it is. Like, there's no benefit in just sitting and sulking in your loneliness or your, your, your sadness of a breakup or maybe even a breakup of a friendship. That's the one thing is like, talking about like breakups and stuff like that, or anything negative that happens here to like, someone who gets rejected from schools or whatnot. It's, you you can, spend a a certain amount of time dwelling on it and being upset and crying because you're supposed to you're human you have emotions you have feelings if you don't go through the experience and go through the emotions and you avoid it it's going to be buried down and that will spill over whether it's in your next relationship or your next time you get into you apply for school or next time you make a new friend or whatever right so if you don't actually go through it then you really that's not healthy but it's like to a certain extent a, a, a mature person will realize that okay I've cried and I've been upset I've, I've isolated myself for a certain amount of time this hasn't done anything for me so what can I do to get out of this and you know like okay be active what's the what's the plan of action here you know get back to work figure out your next step to be the better person that you are um, after this this uh, negative circumstances right and I think that's like really important but now going to yeah definitely I'm gonna change it up a little bit voluntary loneliness and voluntary isolation right so kind of like what you said where you want to try to you want to try to not do that like on a yearly basis anymore where you just isolate yourself from people and whatnot but why do you do you think it's needed to kind of have your alone time isolate yourself from people whether it's for a day or a month or whatever do you think you need that or do you think that's kind of like your way of just not wanting to either 
hear something from someone that's right but you don't want to hear because you want to kind of like convince yourself it's like you're focusing on your own path and you don't want to get listen to any outside knowledge or words or whatever do you feel like you need that yes me personally no uh it's it's not for the reason you just explained but it's because i'm naturally very introverted and i don't need I don't need to feed off of the energy of others. I'm, I'm perfectly happy alone. Um, so like when I isolate myself, it's, it's more, it's more just because I'm happy and I'm, I'm not feeling a void of any kind. I'm, I'm just happy working on myself. I don't need a, I don't need the approval or the energy from somebody else, but saying that uh, it's good to, I, especially with with this whole quarantine, I, I've realized how much happier I am. Like, I, I helped uh, one of my best friends move uh, in, in back into her mom's place because she's going through some rough times right now. Obviously, with this whole coronavirus thing, like it's so ridiculous how uninformed and un just we're just not taken care of. Um, which that's fine. Which puts a lot yeah. of people in in a very bad spot but uh but yeah i i helped her move and like hang out with our friends and we we facetimed with uh our buddy out in oregon and his new girlfriend and it was just a really fun time even though we were just yeah. moving which yeah. is usually a very stressful stressful time um and like spending a lot of time with uh my grandparents and my brother it's just i i realized that even though I feel like I'm yeah. happy, there's another le- another level I can reach. And so I've realized that with family and friends. And so I'll continue to, quote, isolate myself, but it'll be in a way where it's not like I'm okay. taking yeah. a month off from all of my relationships. It's just like I'll have moments throughout the day where I can be alone. And that's that's it. And uh and I really have yeah. to get used to that with this trip that is coming up with my brother. Like there will be, we had a big conversation about this where we will have basically zero alone time. So um, that's something we're going to have to really uh, kind of train for and get used to. But, uh, but we have a good relationship anyway, so I don't think it'll be that big of a deal. But, um, but yeah, I think uh, I don't, I don't need to isolate myself i just i don't need other people but at the same time those other people add a lot of value to my life so yeah so you you can you can call that what you want but yeah i how about you one thing i I mean me being like i'm more obviously more extroverted and i i can be introverted like it's fine but like i do like having that social interaction a lot of the times um this quarantine has really taught me like how much I enjoy being alone and um, spending time with myself Mm. and like just like for example from working out at home instead of working out at a gym I always thought I loved working out at a gym because of the social energy the people the community I've been able to build there with people I've worked out with for years Um, and I always needed that to have a good workout but I've honestly had the best workouts at home Uh, with myself focus just like when I like able to like just really 
focus mentally on like myself, the workouts I'm doing, how my muscles are feeling, really getting into like toning in into who I am and what I am like kind of striving to do, even in just one workout, um, has really taught me that like I, I'm fine being alone and I'm fine being at home and just kind of like making the best out of my day and not needing people to kind of acknowledge me or to communicate with me or to interact with me. Like I don't need that to like be happy throughout a day, for example. Um, I have like, I've definitely like, like I said, gone through like times where I've just like kind of isolated myself from people for like a week or so. Um, That was because of like something kind of like negative that's happened in my life. But overall, like I have really learned that like it's it's I think it's kind of not needed but it's important to yeah quote-unquote isolate and yourself from people throughout the day maybe or like even if it takes a couple days because it's kind of like this like Ramadan right where it's I'm able to really self-reflect and grow on myself and really learn a lot more about who I am and just about my life um sometimes take away this quarantine and go back to normalcy we're gonna go back to go 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 work work do this do that like always being on the move that and you're always interacting with people for the most part based off of what your your job is and whatnot that like having that time to kind of quote-unquote be alone and uh and take away social media take away your friends take away everything kind of figure out okay am i um am i am i on the right path in my life am i on the right um am i pursuing my purpose am i am i healthy am i this am i that like you know am i doing things that are toxic to other people and to myself like having that time for yourself i think is really needed and it's important to do and this quarantine has like taught me that for sure yeah definitely Yeah, it's right, no, you right. the opposite lesson that I've learned. <laughs> well, because it's like for me, like I'm always <laughs> looking for something to do. Like, especially like if this quarantine wasn't here, like on the weekends, if I didn't have any work to worry about, okay, I want to go do this. I want to let's social, let's go out with this friend for breakfast. Let's do this. Let's go walk by the beach. That like I'm so not used, and you know this, like I'm not used to just like chilling and like just do laying in bed and just doing nothing. Like I'm not used to that. But now it's like, I like it. I enjoy it. And I noticed that like, I'm not like, I didn't get anything bad out of it. If anything, it's helped me, you know? And like, yeah. 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 So uh, in the case of being under quarantine, if you're cool with going on for a few more minutes, I definitely want to talk about uh, like you mentioned this in, uh, I think before uh, recording hit and record, um, it was social media and the fact that we in theory are more connected than ever, but it seems like more people are feeling alone. Uh, like I said, there, there's a 13% e- increase and, and that study was done between 2018, 2019 alone. So I, I can only imagine what 2020 holds. Yeah. And so, um, I feel like uh, well, let me ask you, what's what's your opinion and why do you think people are so alone uh, in today's society, even though we have the potential to just call our family and friends and 
be on a FaceTime call face to face with them in a matter of minutes. So like the way I look at it is with social media, let's let's use Instagram as an example. Um, you're let's say you have like two thousand followers and you're following like six hundred people and you're constantly posting things, whether you're a fitness guru or you cook or you post videos about pictures about your clothes that you're wearing and whatnot, whatever it is, you are constantly receiving, you're constantly receiving feedback through likes, through comments, through DMs. Um, So there's always that instant recognition you're receiving. And you always, once you do that, you, you, you get this um, gratification and then you post more and then you, it's like, it's like, so it's a, it's a exchange of conversation right there with your family. It's kind of like, it's, there isn't that consistent, like, like recognition, consistent communication. Like you're not talking to them every single day, every minute, and you're not like boasting to them about what you've done and whatnot, because these people know you. They know who you are as a person. Social media, on the other hand, you let them know what you want them to know about you, right? All these things, the people who post about their the way they look and what they eat and all that stuff, they look beautiful, they look happy, the, the places they've gone, but you don't really know who they are. You don't know what they're internally um, feeling and whatnot. And I feel like um, there's a couple of things I want to say. So one thing is why I think that as much as people have thousands of followers and looks like they have so many friends and they have amazing opportunities to really socialize and communicate with people, I think it's the complete opposite because people are so focused on quantity rather than quality of a friendship. Yes. Uh, hold, can, can I stop you there? Can you repeat uh, like the last like, 30 seconds of okay, what you okay. said because it, it cut out on my side I'm not sure if it okay, did yeah, in the, sure. the actual so recording like, but just to be safe okay so no it's okay just repeat so that idea like the reason why like, <laughs> Sorry. like the loneliness is, is so higher it's increasing I feel like as time goes by is that you you may have thousands and thousands of followers but it's like people look so much more at quantity of, of connection rather than the quality of a friendship um, or just building connections with people that like I remember there is this um, one girl who would who would used to go to my gym and um, I always saw her take videos of herself and post so I was yeah I wonder like if she has an Instagram page and she does and she has over 200,000 followers but when you see her at the gym she just looks so sad and so lonely and she like people try to talk to her she does not want to socialize with anybody like she's not she's like you know like she has this bubbly and and happy personality she posted and like and even when she was posting videos at the gym like it was always happy but like when you try to talk to her like she just doesn't want to talk to you and that's like like I wonder like how like how many friendships do you really have how many like how how happy are you really given the number of people you socialize with um, but there was this other example I'll give you. This is actually a friend of mine who has 200,000 followers on Instagram. And I she posted a picture on her Instagram. And she um, later she commented, uh, she posted a story saying, um, I deleted my picture, my most recent picture, because it didn't get enough likes. Like, wow, like you really need that to feel good about yourself like to feel like you're being acknowledged to feel like you are building a connection and a, 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 a community with people just because 
a hundred people didn't like your photo, like, does that really like cause you to feel that way? Um, so I really think that social media, it has its benefits. I don't get me wrong. I've benefited from it, but it's definitely toxic for people who are seeking recognition because I don't think a lot of people use social media to build a community as much. Um, I feel like they do, but I feel like more so it's like, how many likes can I get? How many uh, appraisals can I get for this video that I posted so I can post another one or for this picture that I posted on my butt so I can post another one. You know what I mean? What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So there's, there's a lot there. Um, so in, in, in doing research for this, I, I found a, a common ideology with why we feel so alone, even when we can be more connected than ever through uh, the internet, through whatever technology you use. Um, and so w- what they all kind of said was we evolved, uh, regardless of what religion you believe in or, or not, um, we evolved within tribes um we're not the biggest strongest creatures out there and yet we uh kind of asserted our dominance on the world um and that's that's because we're able to communicate with each other we're able to build big tribes and work together um and so that's what we're kind of designed to be the happiest most healthy human beings that that's the environment we need to be in it is like a legitimate like small tribe of confined people where and it obviously being a, a tiny tribe in today's society is very difficult but that tribe can look like uh your small circle of friends who you can depend on because if you think about it and they they made this point over and over again if you were a human a thousand years ago and you were by yourself in the middle of whatever environment you're in you're in deep shit you should feel anxious you should feel sad because you will probably die (laughs) because you don't have anyone you don't have anyone to have your back you don't like if anything goes wrong you're fucked right so like that's that's the environment we we evolved in is having a tribe and so with the whole social media deal um like yeah you can meet new people on social media you can FaceTime with your mom within a matter of seconds, but it's, it's, and, and I'm not, I'm not into the whole woo woo thing, but you don't feel the same energy that you would otherwise, if you're face to face with that person, like this conversation that you and I are having over this zoom chat is completely yeah. different than what it would be if we were face to face. Like I have a, a feeling right now in this moment of like disconnectedness with you, even though I'm looking at you in the eyes right now. Like it's not yeah, the same. Yeah. And it's a very shallow interaction that yeah, you and I are yeah. having, even though it seems like it's the same thing, but it's not. Um, we're not we're not face to face. And so if you think about how many like group interactions you have with your your tribe or your friend group or your family, it's very minimal compared to yeah. what it would be hundreds or thousands of years ago. You'd all you'd all be in your small city working in the same garden, feeding each yeah. other, working, like trading valuable things with each other, face-to-face, feeling each other's energy. Um, it, it almost makes me tingle just saying energy because that's something I've, yeah. I've always tried to avoid saying because it's so woo-woo. 
but uh but it makes a lot of sense like i get a different feeling uh spending like quality time in person with my family and friends than i do over a phone call um even if i can see you it's definitely not the same thing so i think that's why uh about 60 percent of americans feel lonely is because we don't have the same no same kind of tribal foundation that we used to have we're all so isolated whether or not you you believe that's true so yeah whether it's like building a friend group or becoming part of like a a club as cheesy as that sounds like that can provide so much emotional value to you it's it's I think that's that's a very necessary thing and that's definitely something I've found through uh like when when I was BMX riding um like that it's just you're even if they're not your friends you're still in yeah, like, that you guys the same all like extreme doing. sports tribe you know you're yeah. all feeling you're all there for the same thing yeah exactly so yeah that's that's kind of my answer that's what a lot of people have said a lot of more credible people than i have said um and so i i think that's that's a very good point to where like and i was i was having this conversation with my brother um even before doing research for this conversation where we were trying to determine what our ideal life would be and especially with this kind of eye-opening pandemic that's going on uh our ideal life would be to have yeah. to live in a small neighborhood and be self-sustaining to where we don't have to we don't have to worry about going to the grocery store or whatever like uh, yeah you just be able to take care of yourself um it's very hard to do nowadays of course but i think and i hope that society starts trending more towards that direction as people become exactly, more yeah. emotionally aware and health conscious um because obviously we're just doing more more damage than good now um and and especially with this quarantine people are going to feel more isolated than ever and so it's going to be like you can you can imagine what it's going to be like when people are are able to go outside again it's it's not going to be i think what a lot of people think you're going to be more rushing outside like to hang out with their family and friends it's yeah and they're just going to be used to being isolated and a lot of people are probably developing a a crazy number of people are probably very depressed right now because they're struggling financially they're they're struggling physically because they can't do all the things that they would usually do um and so that that isolation and that depression is going to beget more isolation depression and anxiety and so uh yeah i i it's like uh it's kind of a a pessimistic uh, answer i I guess but kind of like what you said it's yeah having like us having this conversation is not the same as us being in person and sitting next to each other and talking, right? It's just a different vibe you get. You feel that legitimate connection with someone because that's how interactions are normally as take away social media. But kind of like also going back to what I said is it's like for people who use social media as a platform to connect, you're not going to go out to coffee with the thousands of people you're connected with, right? Probably more than half of them aren't even real or they're not even like mm-hmm. normal enough to like socialize with you. They're probably creepy stalkers following you on Instagram. But like that's where like the focus kind of changes where it's like yeah, yeah. I would rather 
built a small community with like five people that there's quality with our relationships that actually will kind of get me out of feeling lonely and make me feel like I, I am a, I, I, I am a part of what you are and I connect with you like you get me then be friends with like 2000 people that I know nothing about other than the fact that like they like my pictures and I like their posts like that doesn't say much that's very very superficial and it'll only stay as superficial Mm -hmm. as it is unless you actually go out and meet that person you know or all those people so yeah yeah, and like we discussed in like the the love segments and like friendships and stuff like that, like having like I never understood the people who were like, oh, I just want to have yeah. a ton of friends, like whether it's in person or on social media. Like I had never understood that. I would much rather have like five very close friends, like you said, than to have hundreds well, of kind of shallow friendships because like you you can like that's that's what love and connection is right is like being able to rely on someone being able to speak without feeling judged being able to 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 feel loved and, and you know and all that stuff but you don't but get that's that what, with that's kind of like what i was saying where it's not even like now it's like for that person who wants those hundreds of friendships it's to a point where it's not even like oh i actually want to build a relationship it's it's you have this void inside of you, you have this loneliness inside of you, you have this insecurity inside of you, which we all have, but like, it's like to such an extent where like, I need to feel good about myself. And I need all these people to make me feel good about myself. So that's why I'm going to build this community and build this and and get that. I mean, that's what that's what the makers of social Instagram are like, really like, focus on what like likes, like, why is that there? Right? It's to remind you that, like, hey, people actually are liking your picture, but it's like, mm-hmm. do they actually like you? Right? And it, it's kind of like you need that, like, right. healthy balance of where, oh, sure, like, do that social media thing, but, like, don't let that affect your actual relationships with people who actually like you and actually care for you. you know yeah absolutely <laughs> <That's deep. laughs> um yeah. that, that was that yeah that that was really good um, that is I a think, first <laughs> i think i'm out of uh out of questions did you have uh, anything else no i think honestly I'm, I'm, i think we covered that, a lot uh, and like pretty much everything about? i wanted to cover so that's good yeah 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 well i'm I'm really, yes. I, I'm hopeful for our, uh, our future society. I, uh, I, I can tell like, just based on like the trend of kind of a health conscious society growing, I feel like eventually yeah. the shit is going to hit the fan more, more than it is now. Exactly. And, and people are going to realize what really, there's always something life. good that's going to come out so, of it. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully so yes 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 so it's good yeah this, okay. this was uh, well, this was really good this was fun until next time my name's Elmira, and my name's jake bye you guys